All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. How are you? What's going on, everybody? How's it going? Did you guys have a good weekend? Did all of you have a great weekend? Did anybody do anything cool? Good? Did you get drunk and text an ex? Huh? Did you see how he's doing? Or she? Did you go have a bender and have an alcohol binge? No, just me? All right. Cool. Good deal. How's it going, everybody? Hope you guys had a great weekend. I sure didn't. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was good. It was all right. I uh, had a couple beers. Other than that, maybe a tequila shot or two. And saw films. Pretty much that's how it goes these days. <laughs> um, but no, you know, we're living in a tale of two countries right now. 14 states are roaming free and wild. And uh, they're roaming free and the rest of the country is living like it's 1943. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's an insane time. Really is. To all those people that are listening to this and living in a place that is still with safe at home orders. Hey, I'm there with you. I'm in the same boat as you are. And it feels like it's sinking. And uh, to those that are uh, listening to this and you're in a state that is roaming wild and free, well, let's just say that I hope that you stub your toe. So, uh, you know, other than that, we are going to, um, you know, we are going to uh, get past this. We are going to get through this one way or the other. We're going to be able to... Uh, you know, read about this in the history books one day and uh, not read about ourselves as we're the part of, you know, the bad part of the history. Um, so um, I don't really care to, uh, you know, to touch upon about whether it's right or wrong, you know, um, that states are opening up too soon, too late, whatever. You know, that's just the way it goes. That's just how it is. Um, uh, I. I, I will say this, though, and of course, I'm going to single out uh, the citizens of the sandbox uh, because, you know, um, I didn't uh, see um, anybody. Well, I mean, I guess that there's there's a couple people in Florida that I can single out, but um, but the majority of people in Florida, uh, they obeyed the orders, the ones that I know, at least the ones that I know on social media and everything like that, they obeyed they're safe at home orders with the exception of a few. Um, but this goes out to the people of Arizona. And that is, is that, um, I'll just say, shut the hell up, shut the hell up to all those people in Arizona that treated this past weekend. Like it was new year's Eve part two. It was, it was insane. I've never seen so many people out and about and everything like that. Now, here's here's where I feel like telling all the citizens of the sandbox to shut the hell up because they, and when I say they, I mean people of Arizona, they went into quarantine. They went into the safe at home orders way after the majority of the country. Arizona was one of the last, if not the last state to administer safe at home orders. They were one of the first states to lift the ban on safe at home. 
Now, let's be real. That's only for the one fact that the majority of that state is Republican. And their daddy, Donald Trump, is telling them to open up. But seeing this past weekend, everybody act as if they're fucking like, oh, my God, we're so free now. Oh, my God. I felt like a slave. Dude, shut the hell up. Seriously. You look stupid. You look stupid. You sound stupid. And if it walk, talks, and quacks like a duck, is it a duck? You know, I'm not saying that you are stupid, but you sound and you look stupid. So, it was literally just so infuriating to see all these people acting like, Oh my God, I can finally have appetizers now after three weeks of being told that I had to be at home. Dude, seriously, man? You know, you guys were in quarantine for like a month tops. One month tops. So... Uh, sit back, shovel whatever it is that you're shoveling into your mouth and keep your mouth shut. Okay. Because there are many more States across the country that entered quarantine before you did. And they're still there till this very day. I unfortunately am living in one of them. Okay. But you know, I've covered this before. It's for the better good for the greater good. I mean, because this is not dealing about me. Yes, yo, I'm good. I'm good to walk around. I'm good to roam free. But guess what? Even though I cannot see my family right now, I will soon enough. I will be able to go and give hugs to those that mean a lot to me. And I'm not about to risk endangering anybody just because my fat ass wants to go to the gym. It does suck because here in Los Angeles County, we are literally sandwiched in between Orange County and Ventura County. Orange County is free and open. Golf courses, the beaches, the where you do not need to just be active beaches only. No, you want to go sit your ass on the sand for hours? Go do it. Same thing with Ventura County. Ventura County's free, wide open. They can do whatever the hell it is that they want to do. But here in LA County... You can't do anything. There's nothing. The only new, the only new, um, I guess, new news is that Governor Newsom has announced that sports can resume as early as June 1st, professional sports. So on the same day that Governor Newsom announces that, Lakers opened up their practice facility and players reported. Not all of them, but some players did. And it was awesome. It was great. It was great to see the guys back on the court and back in the uh, back in the training facilities. Um, that also means that Major League Baseball, along with my Dodgers, may have dodged a major bullet in the sense of that uh, they probably will be able to play Major League Baseball out here in Southern California instead of the 115 degree summer that is Phoenix. So. That's a big viable option. And I do not care if it's with or without fans. They're like, oh, but there's not going to be any fans there. So what's the point? No, I could care less without fans. You guys know that I love my sports. And, you know, I I don't talk about sports the majority of the time here on the podcast. I will at some point when I have guests on that are from an athletic background or a sports casting background. I will at that point. But sports are going to lead us out of this. Whether you guys like it or not, sports are going to be the front runner, the torch bearers 
of getting us out of this. And if you don't believe me, folks, the proof is in the pudding. The NFL draft, which is usually just watched and viewed by those that are NFL savants that literally are just, you know, those that stick solely to the NFL. Highest rated NFL draft, I think, was like 15 million viewers, 20 million. This past year's NFL draft was 55 million. 55 million viewers this year's NFL draft, which was virtual only. It was, it, um, it was like, um, you know, just by video conferencing calls only. That was it. So, uh, you know, like, even in that sense, the WNBA draft, I don't think has gotten anything over 5 million viewers, the WNBA draft. They got, I think, a little over 10 million viewers. So, sports will lead us out of this. And just think about it. For those states that are still under safe-at-home quarantines, this gives them a little bit of hope now that they can look forward to something that is going to be taking place within their own home. That they don't have to worry about. They no longer have to worry about like, oh, you know, like, what am I going to do today? What's there to do today? How can, like, what am I going to do? Like, do I go to the couch to watch this show or do I stay in my room to watch the show? No. And, you know, if people need to go to the grocery store, they can actually, like, hurry up and be like, oh, like, oh my God, I got to go to the store and grab this stuff. I got to make sure that I'm back at this time. Things like that. It gives us hope. It's going to give somebody something to focus other than, you know, misery and depression that has been uh, plaguing us along with coronavirus since this thing kicked off. But, you know, it's going to help us get back to a simpler time. Sports are going to allow us to do that. And uh, I like I, for one, am really excited about that and everything, Um, you know, uh, you know, like I'm sure that Major League Baseball, hopefully Major League Baseball does something out here uh, that they can move the season out here because, you know, hey, I live in the I live 23 years in Arizona. Okay, they have about six weeks of winter, maybe about two weeks of spring, and that is it, my friends. The rest of that time in Phoenix is occupied by anything north of 105, and that's even at night. So it will, uh, it will do that, and um, you know, I just hope that that all this will help bring some levity to this country, which right now this country is the biggest shit show on earth. It truly is. And, and I don't need to hear anybody like, what, what, like, what, like, what, what you talking about? Talking about USA. No, man, we're the best. Uh, well, you know, yes, you know, I am true blue American. That's right. Um, I hate the political parties of this country, but I'm a red-blooded American. That's what I am. Even though I'm not the privileged color on my skin, uh, I still was born in this country. And I still love this country to death. But just because I wasn't born a particular color of skin does not mean that I love this country any less than that person. I'm still true red, white, and blue. And, you know, that's the fact. Um, I may have Mexican and German heritage, but I was born in the United States of America. 
and that's my country. Not just because I am true blue American does not also mean that I'm not going to view its flaws. And its major flaw is right now is that we are the largest shit show on earth. We are. We have a president that is offering up something that the FDA has come out and said, whoa, we haven't cleared that, dude. What are you doing? We're the most quote unquote advanced country in the world in almost everything except for math. I think Asia's got us on that. But we're the most advanced country in the world at so many things, but yet how come we don't have the instant testing? How come? But yet, you know, the president and his cronies are pumping this hydro, whatever the hell it is. And I'm like, all right, yeah, you kind of just made it obvious that you're in bed with the company that produces that. And you're in, you're making your way towards a very hefty payday there, my friend. So... Uh, don't know if that's legal or not, but, um, you know, Hey, best of luck to them. If it's not all this will lead us to a simpler time. My friends, it'll, it'll lead us back to, to those days, to those days that we had before we were locked in simpler times, simpler times, simpler days. Speaking of simpler times and simpler days, I saw American Pie this weekend. That's right. American Pie. And if there's a film that doesn't, that brings back memories of my my youth, that's American Pie, my friends. Um, which I know what you guys are thinking. Oh my God, you saw American Pie when you were a little kid? Yeah. Yes, I did. I saw it as a comedy. I actually saw it with my mom and my sister the first time. Yeah. Um, VHS. VHS, that's right. VHSs were still around in the late 90s. Um, but, uh, you know, it was um, it was a little awkward at times. You know, like when the guy's going down on his girlfriend, that was a little awkward. But other than that, you know, there was a lot of stuff I didn't get. I didn't get it when I would try to ask questions like, wait a minute, what'd he do? You know, like they'd be like, oh, he, you know, uh, he just spit in the cup. That's all he did. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just things like that. And so I was like, you know, um, it just brought back a lot of memories, man. Brought back a lot of memories. Like, I have not seen that film from beginning, from opening credits to, to, to end credits in, like, I think a decade maybe. Maybe more, maybe less. It, like, it, like, it's been a while. It's been a long while since I, since I saw that film uh, through and through. But, man, did I... I should have paid attention to that film. I should have paid attention to that film and written down an outline of what high school was going to be like for me. Because, you know, it like, there's no pityness here. No pity parties being thrown here. I'm, I'm giving you facts, people. Yeah, I'm giving you facts. And growing up, I was, before I hit the growth spurt and before I started playing sports, I was like the Mexican Chris Farley, Okay. I was the Mexican Chris Farley of my family and friends because all my friends and all my cousins, all my guy cousins, they were, half of them were Abercrombie and Fitch models and the other half were Jay Hernandez, okay? That is what it was. It was a bunch of, you know, you know, skinny athletic white guys that fit into that stuff and then it was a bunch of guys that looked like they were Jay Hernandez's stunt double. And, um, and, and then you had me, you had me, the chunky one. And uh, not only that, I had some remnants of a stutter from when I was a little kid. So, uh, you know, it was bad. It was bad. Um, 
bad enough to where um, I, uh, I'm proud to announce that I was the founder of the friend zone. I was the founder of the friend zone. Yes, I was. Um, Because growing up, that's all I was given was nothing but uh, excuses as to why I was too great of a friend to date. And, um, and, you know, it was it was funny. It was great. Um, I didn't get it at the time. But um, but then once I got to, you know, to my freshman year of high school, uh, I, I I quickly realized what friend zone was, and uh, not not knowing that I had created it, and um, so it was it was very interesting as I got older and I started seeing the similarities between Jim and I, um, because all my friends, like I told you, all my friends and my cousins, they were a combination of Stifler. Oz and Kevin. I had friends that they had their girlfriends and they had all that. Then I had the other friends that were just literally like walking, you know, screw machines that were like that they would look at a girl and wink at her and 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 the girl would be like, "I want to have sex with you." And, you know, like they'd do that. We'd all go to parties together, you know, things like that. And you know, we would all arrive together, me and my boys. And it's like, as the night went on, you know, like one would disappear, the other one would disappear and the other. And then by the end of the night, it's like, I'm like, guys, guys, hello, I guess I'll walk home. And, you know, like that was that. And, and it was funny because, you know, I was the last one out of all my friends to have a first kiss. I was the last one to lose my virginity. I was the last one to, you know, you know, to see boobs for the first time. I like, I was like the last one to do everything. But what's funny though, is that while all this was going on, you know, while all my friends are living the life of, you know, you know, rock stars and having sex like porn stars, you know, I'm over here, like literally like trying to do whatever I can to get a first kiss. And, uh, you know, like, even though, you know, I was dealing with, like, the other aspects of, like, you know, my childhood, which were fun, you know, like, playing sports and hanging out and stuff like that, but, you know, it, like, it's like, it did, it, it, it did kind of suck, um, knowing that, that, uh, that I was, like, unable to, to have that part, and what that part was, was talking to girls, and people would always like look at me like I remember that I got um, there was this cousin of mine that him and I were in the same grade and the women loved him. I mean, my God, did they love him? They damn near screamed when he'd walk into the school campus. Crazy. And it's like he didn't have to work at talking to girls. Me, I was always the one. I was the one guy that the girls would come up to and be like, hey, Gus, so. Um, do you know what Chris is doing this weekend? Do you know what Devin's doing this weekend? Do you know what David's doing this weekend? What Adam, what blah, blah. Like, I was like the fucking secretary of these guys. And I didn't apply for that job. Um, so naturally, it's like I, I learned how to talk to the girls, you know, because I was, you know, fucking taking down appointments. Um, so it was it was like something of where my cousin one day comes to me and he goes, dude, how come you're able to talk to so many girls, man? Like, I wish I could do that. I'm like, really, fucker? We're 14 years old and you've had sex with like 10 women. What do you mean you wish you could talk to girls? The only naked women I've seen were thanks to American Pie and Road Trip. What do you mean? 
And so what was funny is that my freshman year of high school, my freshman year of high school, mind you, I haven't seen or done anything yet in my life. So what's funny is that my freshman year of high school comes around. And the, the way that the school system was back in Mesa, Arizona at the time, because it's since changed, but when I was in school, the way it was, it was that junior highs were 7th grade, 8th grade, and ninth grade. And then the high schools were just sophomores, juniors, and seniors. So I had a cousin. I had a cousin. Uh, well, I have a cousin. Uh, her name's Nikki. She was a senior when I was a freshman. So uh, she came over to my house one night. And it was uh, my sister, my cousin, and myself. And we're just hanging out. And we're there. And out of nowhere, my cousin Nikki turns to me and she goes, I heard something about you. I'm like, what'd you hear? Are you having sex? And I'm like, what? No, no. Huh? What? Me? No. Who? And my sister, who was pregnant at the time... Um, she kind of like does like this, like this surprised eye look and she like looks down. She's like, excuse me. She like looks at her belly. She goes, you're having sex. Look at what happens. And I'm like, what? No, dude, like you got the wrong guy. You got the wrong guy. It's not me. And it's like, I'm trying to sit there and I'm like trying to explain it almost on my hands and knees, like begging, like you guys don't understand. It's not me. I've never even kissed a girl yet. And they're both like looking at me and they're like, really, really? Because, you know, at the time I was getting in good shape. I was getting some confidence within me. So I was walking tall and they're like looking at me. They're like, really? You haven't kissed a girl? Whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm seriously that big of a loser. I like, I swear to God, I'm that much of, you know, woman repellent. I like, really? Women don't like me. And they're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I'm like, no, seriously. So then... My cousin had a friend that she was going to school with that her friend had a little sister that was in my grade that I knew very well. So my cousin picks up her cell phone and she says, I'm going to give them a call. I'm going to call someone. I'm like, who are you going to call? And she was all like, oh, you'll hear. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, like, like I was like scared, even though I like, I, I don't know why I was scared, but I was scared. I'm like, shit, who are you, who are you calling? And, um, and like, it, it's like one of those things that you used to do to like a family member when you were like a little kid and be like, Ooh, you're in trouble when they really weren't. You just wanted to scare them. It's like, I felt like that at that time. So, um, so I was like, wait, who, like, who's she calling? So she calls and I hear them pick up the phone and I'm like, Oh my God. Like I knew who she was calling and my cousin puts the phone down to where, you know, like you can't hear anything. And she turns to me, she goes, if you say a word, I'll kill you. And I'm like, okay. So she gets on the phone. She goes, Hey, what's up? She goes, Hey, can I talk to your sister really quick? So she asked for the sister that's in my grade that, that who I was good friends with at that point. And so my friend gets on the phone to talk to my cousin. She goes, Hey, she goes, Hey, what's going on? You know, like a little bit of small talk. And then she goes, Hey, I have a question to ask you about Gustavo. And my friend's like, yeah, sure. What's up? She goes, have you heard anything about him? She goes, like, how? She goes, like, like, she was kind of confused by it, but, you know, she was just like, um, 
I mean, he's he's a he's a he's a nice guy. He's a he's a, he's a great guy, but I don't know what you mean. And my cousin just flat out goes, she goes, "Have you heard about him like hooking up with anyone?" And my friend goes, "This was the greatest thing I had ever heard up until that point." My friend goes, "Well, no, I mean, I haven't heard of anything hooking up, you know, with anyone that I know, but I have heard of him hooking up with girls. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I even once I heard I heard a story like recently, very recently, that he hooked up with a girl at ASU. Arizona State University. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a freshman in high school at this exact moment in my life. And there's a rumor going around my junior high that I'm sleeping with college women. I I like I literally like heard that and I dropped to my knees, not because that I was guilty of it, and God, I wish I was, but I was like, what? I'm the founder of the friend zone and there's rumors going around that I'm slaying sun devils. Get out of here. Get out. No way. No way. Somebody was playing a prank on me. And I'm like on the floor. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm dead. I'm dead. Like, I don't know why I was freaking out. I honestly wasn't like I was going to die from embarrassment, but at the same time, laughter. Um, But I was like, this is no way there's this is impossible. But like then my cousin's like, all right, well, um, hey, we'll we'll chat later about this. okay?" my friend was like, "Okay, bye. Dude, I literally have never been more speechless in my life, which, yes, even though as much as I talk and I never shut the hell up, that is a that's quite a trick to make me as speechless as I was at that moment in my life. Um, So. It was. Just unbelievable unbelievable as to the just the craziness on how stories get spread and what was funny is that you know stories like that like how an american pie on how when finch pays that girl uh to uh to go and spread like you know some stories about him to make him sound very sexy and very appealing to other women um it's like they kind of worked for him up until he had the incident with the mochaccino and the laxative. Um, it's like that never worked for me. It never worked for me. As a matter of fact, it like backfired on me without me even knowing that because it's like I would try to talk to girls and they'd be like, Gus, I just don't want to get played. And, you know, I know that you have girls and everything like that. Mind you, not even a first kiss. Not even a first kiss in my life. I don't even think I held hands with a girl up at that point in my life. And all these girls like, Gus, I don't want to get played on. Like, I know you've got girls and I know you got this and I got that. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is going on with this? It was like I was living in an alternate universe. I really was. And like, <laughs> it just got worse as I got into high school, man. It was like when I was in high school, it was forget about it forget about it like because every kid is having sex in high school right except for me and maybe a few others it's like you know it's funny because I wasn't living that life of gym when I was in high school I was living like 40 year old virgin life in high school 
and it was just, oh, did it suck? It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. You know, and it's like, I just didn't know on who to talk to when I was in high school because I was like, I was like, I am probably going to get rejected. And it was kind of like, you know, not like prison because the majority of sex in high school is like prison sex in high school. It's like, you know, the sex you want, you ain't getting and the sex you're getting, you don't want. It was like I told you, it was like 40 year old virgin. There was just absolutely no sex going on whatsoever, which I mean, now that I look back, I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank Christ. Worst nightmare could have happened. I could have gotten someone pregnant when I was in high school and I could still be living in Mesa right now. That's a nightmare right there, dude. Nightmares. So, um, so I was just like, you know, um, like, no, man, you know, I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do blah, 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 blah. So it was just so odd so awkward, like going in high school and, you know, you got to deal with all this and that and whatnot. And, oh, Jesus, it was, it was terrible. And it's like these rumors, they still kind of followed me around in high school. I don't know why. I don't know who decided to, to, uh, to put them out there because I like, you know, like, like I told you, it's for the fact that once again, founder of the friend zone, you know, a friend to all the feminines, and to all the women of the world, a friend, right? So, you know, I would be seen around school with all these girls that I was friends with. And all these other girls would see me and be like, look at him. He's got more hoes than a rap star. I'm not messing with him. He's probably got all sorts of STDs already. Yet again, never seen a naked woman with my own eyes unless it was on TV. So... It was one of those things where I was just like, dude, are you serious right now? Like, like I've been rejected more times because women didn't want to get played by me when I never even as so much had like a date with a girl. True story. True story, man. Like I didn't have my first official date until I was out of high school, which I, which I mean, like my first one-on-one date. Like, I didn't get to take a girl out until I was out of high school. Like, I went to a few school dances and everything. My high school prom uh, was okay. It was all right. Uh, it was at the Phoenix Zoo. That was pretty cool. Um, uh, but my date uh, was... was uh, I, regret the, I regret the individual that I went with prom. I totally do. Um... I'll mention her later down the road, uh, but uh, she was an ex, and um, and I just regret ever ever knowing that woman. Uh, and so, um, and so, like like the only cool part about my prom, <laughs> this is so sad. The only cool thing about my prom was that at one point throughout the night, I, like I don't know if they were switching over to like a like a slow dance or something, um, but the music was low enough to, we actually got to hear lions roaring, uh, at one point throughout the night, and it was really awesome, because it was nighttime, and, uh, and, it, we, like, we just got to hear the lions roar, and that was really cool, that was really fun, uh, to have heard, um, but other than that, um, 
my, my day fell asleep in the limo on the way home and we got home. She took off, went home, fell asleep. Well, I think she did. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I was, I was in bed by, I think like one in the morning (laughs) and that was it. While all my other friends were out partying and, you know, you know, experiencing, you know, religious experiences. Um, but me, no, nothing like that happened to me. And, you know, it was just funny. It was funny because, you know, this entire time, you know, I'm, you know, over here like a friend and everything like that. And it's like, it was just so much insanity with the stories about me for some reason. Don't know what it is. Don't know why. Um, but like, it's like, I learned a lot with it. I did because it gave me the opportunity to view things in like, in a sense that I'm like, dude, you know, like, for example, I, 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 I find it to be comical when people say, Oh, my high school sweetheart, my high school sweetheart, my high school sweetheart. I find it to be comical. Like I look at those people and I'm just like, dude, you're not going to end up together. You're not. Okay. Um, cause when I was in junior high, I thought that I'd seen the most beautiful girls of my life. Then when I get to high school, I'm like, it doesn't get any better than this. This is, these are the most hottest women in the world. Then when I get to college, I was like, stick a fork in me. I'm done, baby. Because you know, like you don't get better than this. Then when I leave college, go into the real world, I'm like, oh dear God, this is, this is better than all those, you know, educational institutions combined would never be able to top one day out in the real world. And it's like, that's what I try to, you know, talk to guys that are in high school that are like, you know, all sex crazy. I'm like, bro, women outnumber men in the world six to one. You're going to do fine. You're going to do great. Don't focus on this crap until you're after out of high school and you've gone off to college. Don't worry about it. And that's what it gave me to, because it's like, I wasn't focused on, you know, uh, uh, due, due to the fact that no girl wanted to date me whatsoever when I was in high school, it's like, it got me a chance to focus on other things and not so much on, on finding love as for some stupid reason people are. So I was like, all right, you know, um, it like, it allowed me to broaden my horizons, if you will, uh, when it came to dating and the opposite sex. Um, <laughs> but what's funny is that when that time came in my life for, you know, when a man, a young man becomes a man for the first time, when he experiences mattress mambo for the first time, um, it was an interesting, uh, thing because other than the 17 seconds of pure ecstasy and, uh, you know, just, let's just call it what it is the once in a lifetime experience. Um, <laughs> that I had been dating this girl and so I lose my virginity to her. So when I lose my virginity to her, I'm there, I'm hanging out with my boys. And of course they're giving me crap. They're like, Oh, Hey Gus, how's life in the virgin section? And I'm like, well, I will have you boys know that this boy is now a man. And they're like, what? No shit. Really? Who is she? Who is she? Cause you know, Mesa is such a tall and tall, small, tiny little place that it's like, everybody knows everyone. 
However, the girl that I met, she lived in a neighboring city of Chandler. So I was like, oh, um, she, she doesn't go to Mesa. So it's like that classic thing of like, you wouldn't know her. She's from the Niagara Falls area. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, she goes to a different high school. And my friends are like, oh, oh, goes to a different high school. Oh, I bet she does. I bet she does. Yeah, where did she go to high school in Chandler, Gus? And I'm like, oh, she goes to Hamilton High School. Oh, she goes to Hamilton, does she? Yeah. Okay. Sure she does. What's her name? And I gave them her name, and they're like, yeah, you just made that name up. I'm like, I, I didn't make her name up, I swear to God. And um, and uh, and so, uh, and so, like, that was the case. That was the truth. It's like, I didn't, you know, I was... I was, you know, I was still, still losing my virginity. It's like, still people are like, yeah, Gus, you're still a virgin, dude. It's all right, man. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. But, um, you know, it was, it was just, it was just crazy, man. It was just, it was just insane about, about how, you know, about how I ended up in certain places when it came to dating and things like that and on how, um, on how it started off, because you know what? It's like, I don't like talking to girls. I don't, I'm 31 years young and I don't like talking to girls over text. I hate that. I'm more of a direct talker. Like if you want to talk to me, Hey, I'll give you my phone number. We can chat over the phone. I, I don't do well texting with people when like to getting to know them. Like if I've been dating you for a year and a half, I'm going to be perfectly okay texting you. But if like, if it's the first time I'm getting to know you and I text you, it's going to be like, I don't know what to do. Like, hi, how are you? And it's like, people are like, yeah, what's wrong with that? And I'm like, yeah, you know, but it's like, I do better vocally. I do better like things like that. You know, like texting a girl for the first time, like that first conversation text, it's like doing a group interview. You don't feel like you're going to be able to get your point across very well. And you're just going to kind of get lost in the shuffle. Um, so that's how, that's how it went with me and on how I was just like, just so damn confused with all the dating stuff and everything. And it's like, for some reason, that same little you know, notion or whatever the hell you want to call it when I was in school and the rumors were flying rampant about me kind of followed me into my adulthood because for some reason, any girl that I date or have, you know, engaged in whatever with, it's like, they all assume that it's like, you know, I'm the bastard child of Johnny Depp and Rico Suave. And you know, that I've got them lined up around the block. When the fact is, is that, you know, at some point throughout my life, God came down and was like, look, you're going to strike out with women more times than a blind batter would. But your street reputation is going to be the stuff of legends. Okay. Tom Brady and Michael Jordan wish they could be the legend that you are when it comes to rumors and reputation on the streets. But in reality, Stevie Wonder's got a better batting average than you do. How does that sound? Because that sounds like a plan to me. What do you say? And somehow, some way along the route, I got stuck with that. And uh, hey, you know, only thing I can say is that I ain't got no kids, no STDs, 
and um, you know, uh, no, well, I mean, crazy exes maybe, but you know, hey, none of them can come back and say that I got them pregnant, or you know, none of them can say that you know that they wasted. Well, maybe some can say that they wasted years on me, um, but not many though. Not many. That's the good part about not getting too many dates is that not too many women are going to be able to say that they wasted time with me. That's all I'm going to say. It's you know I have to spin this in a positive way. You got to spin this in a positive way. Um, you know, there's only uh, one woman out there that I did waste uh, time with, uh, and and unfortunately, it was a little more recently. Um, uh, like my 30th birthday type recently, but Hey, you got to learn from these things you learn. And that's the part about making mistakes is that you learn from them. You learn from them, you move on and you learn not to repeat your mistakes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, there's that. Um, but you got to take the good from the bad and, uh, uh, from 2011 to 2017, learned from those mistakes, made it good. And then, you know, 2017 to summer of 2018, learned a very big mistake. And, uh, you know, I've learned very big from it and it has helped me on until this day. So, you know, that's the good thing is that you have to adapt when life gives you shitty situations, you adapt, you roll with it. And you may get lucky every once in a while with, you know, with something that works out in your favor. Um, but not me, though. God pretty much made it for certain that I'm going to die alone with my turtles, a goldfish, and a dog. Um, but I'm going to be happy, though. That's the key, though, is you got to be happy, okay? I don't care that Stevie Wonder's going to have a better batting average than me. At least I'm going to be happier with my average. That's what. That's the key about it, baby. That's where you got to focus on nothing ever is going to get you down. Nothing can get you down. People are going to talk massive shit about you. You got to rise above it. Kill them with kindness. I've never seen more people get pissed off with kindness than they do with any other type of reaction. That's the part. That's the part. People call me arrogant and cocky and all this and that shit, but it's, it's for the fact that I kill them with kindness. I smile when they don't want me to, but I do. And that's the key about it. That's where you learn from it. And that's how you win, my friends. That's right. Um, you know, there's not all bad things about finding love. You know, two of my brothers, two of my, you know, my best friends growing up, they're married. Uh, they've got their wives. Uh, one's already got, you know, his little family there, you know, his stepdaughter. And then my other brother, he's he's married with his wife. I was lucky enough to be in his wedding. Um, uh, you know, I, I like I don't know when they're going to grace the world with their little one. Uh, and then my other brother, he's in a big time relationship, which he'll probably be be engaged here by the end of the year. Um, so who knows about that one? And then um uh, and then, you know, and then there's me, then there's me, you know, I'll be the Mike Lowry of the group. All right. I'll be the one that I show up to family gatherings and be like, uh, uncle Gus, did you have a date last night? Like, Ooh, did I, let me tell you what, boys, your English teacher is going to be giving you A's the rest of the year. <laughs> oh my God. I'm stupid. Um, so uh, yeah, no, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. I I don't know if I could ever do that to one of my nieces and nephews being like, hey, uh, your teacher's really fun. Your teacher's really fun. No. Um, but, 
you know, uh, yeah, that's, that's that, you know, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe there's a reason for it. That's, that's what I tell myself every day, you know, um, every day or every time I'd get rejected or whatever, I just tell myself, Hey, there's a reason. There's a reason there's something, you know, out there, whatever. And, um, you know, it's funny because, you know, like even, even as I'm getting older, you know, it's like, it's like all these girls, they still think that it's like, uh, you know, I like, I've got like a line wrapped around the block or, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, if that was the case, I'd be with Adele right now. Hands down. I'd be with Adele. Um, that or the Laker girls, I don't know, whichever one will have me, but, um, you know, that's just the way it is. That's just how it goes. And it's just pretty comical, you know, that, that it's like all this began in high school, all this began in high school. And, uh, and you know, I've done everything that, you know, I've gone to amazing places and everything like that. And, uh, and, you know, every now and then, you know, when I watch something, it, it reminds me of my roots. It reminds me of where I grew up. And, um, and no matter where life takes me, no matter if it takes me to another country, to anywhere else around the world or here in the only city that I live in, in Los Angeles, you know, uh, you know, little things like that are always going to remind me of home. And unfortunately there's a lot of shit that followed me wherever I go. And, um, you know, that's, that's where, uh, you know, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm damn proud to be able to talk about it and to have fun about it is things like that. And knowing that, you know, I've learned from it. That's the big thing because it's like, look, you know, everybody, like nobody's bad at a thousand in their life when it comes to dating. We've all had shitty dates. We've all had bad dates and, you know, bad, bad, bad relationships and things like that. You know, it's like, hell, George Clooney has had bad dates. Kate Beckinsale has had bad dates, you know, things like that. And, you know, Kate, if you're listening to this, you know, give me a call, you know, the number. Um, but you know, we all can learn from it. And, and that's the difference between people that, you know, just stay stuck in the mud and they don't want to move or whatever is those are the ones that are not going to get better. Those are not going to be the ones that are going to be able to say that they went and found something that made them happy, whether that be a person, a job or whatever. And that is, I don't know, like, that's the type of person that I am is that, is that whenever I got rejected or whatever, I didn't take it as like, as, and like a life crushing thing. It didn't crush my soul that a woman, you know, said no to me or whatever, you know, yeah, it sucked getting rejected again, but it wasn't the end of the world. I learned at a very young age, a very, very useful bit of information. Getting rejected is not going to kill you. It's not, you know, just hasn't. You know, I've been more rejected more times since shares had Botox. So, you know, it's just something that, hey, you got to live and you learn, baby, live and you learn. And so, um, you know, it's 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 a fun experience, the dating world. It'll it'll give you a lot of experiences that money can't buy. I'll tell you that much. And um and I unfortunately live in a city where the majority of the city is single. So, uh, oh, just say a little prayer for me when I decide to get back into that dating pool because it ain't happening anytime soon. So, uh, I know that I'm going to be, you know, safe from all that crap 
for a long time, my friends. And, you know, hey, I'm perfectly okay with that. Because, you know, I'm tired of, you know, having, uh, you know, I like where I'm at in life. You know, peaceful, peaceful. I may, like, I may snap a few times on here, but, you know, hey, that's not the big picture. When the big picture snaps, then that's when it's like, hey, uh, you know, hey, what's that, uh, what's that suicide hotline number? Uh, but until then, having a great time, staying positive, finding out, you know, when life's going to go back to its normal ways. I'm not subscribing to the new normal people. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this new normal crap. I said last week on the podcast, and I'm going to say it again. I'm giving people hugs and high fives when we get back to normal. I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, elbow bump. Oh, hey, elbow bump. No. I'm not doing this, this, you know, this, uh, you know, like, hey, first date. You're good right there. I can see you from here. Yeah, hey, you want to sit over there at the edge of that bench while I sit over here? Okay, cool. No. We're going to go to a restaurant. We're going to sit right across from each other. We're going to have fun. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to go do my birthday hike, Mount Hollywood, because the hiking trails are back open, thank God. So I get to do the hiking trail one month from today, folks. Today is Tuesday, May 19th. And a month from today, Friday, June 19th. Another trip around the sun. Another trip around the sun. I can't wait. I can't wait. But until then... I digress and I move on and we will chat again Friday because ladies and gentlemen, your Tuesday edition of the May I Have a Word podcast has come to an end. As always, I do thank you for allowing me to have a word and gracing me with your time. And as always, hey, I love you. Thank you very much. You can once again find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you can find podcasts, you will find my voice along with the May I Have a Word podcast. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for listening. I love you. We'll chat Friday. You guys have a great week. Wash your hands. Love you. I'll see you Friday.